0: Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. Cork's Red FM.
1: Welcome to the Big Red Bench Women and Sport Podcast. I'm your host, Jer McCarthy, and you can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Jer McCarthy74. On this week's show, my special guest is Cork Harlequin's Women's Hockey Club joint captain, Neil Sexton, who reviews our club's progress over the past 12 months and talks hopes and aspirations for 2023. Monster Women's Rugby Chairperson Wendy Keenan is back on the Big Red Bench to review another busy period of underage and adult women's AIL rugby involving a host of Munster clubs and a review of the recent women's AIL playoffs. And finally, the Big Red Bench previews this weekend's current currentaccount.ie All-Ireland LGFA Junior Football Final involving Cork and Munster champions Naeva Bon. I speak to manager Noel McDonough, ahead of the Balavorni Club's big day out, to Kilmallock on Sunday, taking on Galway Club Salt Hill Nochnacara. That's all to come on this week's Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Cork Harlequins hockey club joint captain neve Sexton joins me on this week's Big Red Bench to discuss a huge 7-0 Harlequins win up in Galway Quins are being in good shape in this season's EY2 group standings how starting out with Fermoy helped Sexton prepare for her move to Cork Harlequins and playing hockey for US College Lockhaven University plus much, much more. Now here on the Big Red Bench I'm delighted to be joined on the line by Cork Harlequins uh, hockey joint captain uh, Neave Sexton and uh, she is here to talk about her club and uh, coming off a very 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 impressive win as well this past weekend so all going well for Cork Harlequins right now. Uh, Neve Sexton you're very welcome to the Big Red Bench. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, it's very good to talk to you. Um, let's start with some really positive news. Uh, this past weekend in the uh, EY Two League, uh, a fantastic result for Cork Harlequin seven nil up to Galway, coming home with that win. Uh, never an easy place to go. I'd imagine he said, "Cliche alert," but winning seven nil shows that things are going really well for the team uh, this season. And you must have been delighted with the performance.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely, it is top to Always oh, a fair enough trip up and it's not great roads from here. Um, but no, we were delighted with the win. Um we kind of we started out a bit hairy, but we got into it then nicely. Um and the last few quarters then we were fairly strong. We scored four of our goals in the last quarter, so mm. we were with that. We were just trying to close over the last week. We've just been working on kind of our passing game, third pitch, and then um Finishing in the circle. We weren't great at that at the start of the season. Yeah, yeah. We were having issues with that, so we're
1: just working on getting outcomes in the circle. Yeah. Uh, It's clearly working, if I would say, if you're putting seven (laughs) goals in, but more importantly, you're keeping a clean sheet. You're part of Women's Ey 2 which is Pool B. You're in with Corinthians, Ballymoney, Queen's University and Galway. So there's a fair bit of travelling involved for you in this particular group. Would that be fair?
2: Yeah, yeah. So we were up in Ballymoney a few weeks ago, so that was a long enough trip up so we had to go up the night before um, again a tough long travel but we got a 2-1 win there so we were delighted that hmm. um, so we're doing well but yeah we another trip up North End, Queens and then we'll
1: have Corinthians and Dublin as well So for a hockey club like our Carlequins it was well you know huge uh, numbers underage and at uh, uh, adult level EY2 level which is what you play at um, there's a huge commitment as well Niamh I mean when did you start pre-season before all of this kicked off?
2: Uh, Yes, we would have started in August um, pre-season, so we'd start off kind of training two days a week. A lot of running outside of that, (laughs) through those training sessions. Um, And then we would have played a few friendlies and stuff before we started the league then um, in September.
1: Yeah, for when you're in EY two, obviously the goal is to get back up to EY one. I mean, that's where you want to be up against the you know the, the really top yeah. teams. So it's very, very like it's very very tight at the top. Corinthians are clearly the team to catch at the moment. They were five points clear of you heading into the weekend. So there's not much margin for error, I guess, in such a small pool. But I would imagine that makes the games more intense.
2: Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's, we were we were disappointed when our game against them um, in Cork. We didn't have a great performance that day. And so we're looking now just to turn that around and get the rest of get wins out of the rest of the game. That's what we really need because yeah, as you said like there's only five teams. Um, so there's not a there's no room for error really. We need to He's he's all the
1: points that we can now Between the pool games that you play in EY2 which are very important all the cup games that you end up playing for a hockey player and a club hockey player like yourself there's a lot of time and effort goes into it we talked about the commitment with the travelling and the away games that you have to do and the pre-season but at this time of the year most clubs and in other sports uh, GAA for example um, are kind of winding down for those that aren't still involved but with hockey it's full on right through into the new year yeah
2: yeah, no, so since September we haven't had a weekend off. We've had a game every Saturday. Um, and then, like, on top of that, a lot of the te- girls in our team will be Munster under 18s. So They've been training away with their inter-pro teams and they're coming up to the finals now. Um, there's a good few of them will be playing in the final or the semi-final against Leinster and then fingers crossed final against Ulster and then a lot of the girls as well will be playing schools hockey. So they're training and playing matches during the week. So Definitely, hockey in Munster is very full-on and stuff nearly every day of the
1: week. Yes, it is. And uh, you've come from the, you played with Formoy as a junior and you would have come through, now I like where I come from in West Cork, not necessarily a hotbed of hockey down through the years, Mm -hmm. but all of a sudden... Uh, Niamh, I don't know if you've noticed this, but over the last two or three years, more and more young girls are being attracted to the sport, are getting involved in the sport, and places like Fermoy and places like Bandon, which was always you know one of the best clubs in West Cork and still is, but there's other clubs springing up, places like Clonacilty, there's other smaller areas, even further west, that are getting into getting involved in hockey, want to get teams that want to play regularly. Have you noticed that and, and how much you know that you would have seen when you were playing for Fermoy helped you before you got to Cork Harlequins? Car- 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 Car-
2: yeah, well it was the club for my um my mum would have been heavily involved in kind of founding it and kind of getting it all up and running. Though she actually would have coached me a lot when I was younger. So I have to give her some of the credit here anyway. Um but no, definitely it's great to see like we even was um going now, like the Munster teams and all the uh development squads that they have running throughout Munster is vastly different from when I was at age even which isn't isn't too long ago, <laughs> um, uh, yeah. And no, also, definitely, all the clubs springing up and the amount of kind of money and time that's going into it is great to see. Um, and there's so many people in clubs that are giving their time back now, even in like in Harlequins at the moment. Uh, so many of the ex-international and players that have played are now going back to coach the younger girls. So that's so great to see. Because you know that's how they're really going to improve—is from people who have that top playing and top level experience.
1: Yes, it's one of the big plus points and positives of hockey that I've come across now and myself over the last couple of years is in other sports, again, like compared to soccer, maybe perhaps to it's a lot harder to get ex-players to come back in and feed into, cl- unless they've got kids involved themselves, they're not yeah. necessarily going to be involved. But in hockey, it is very, very different. As you said, there are times you can walk past, you know, at Ashton, Church of Ireland, in Bandon, and, and in Harlequins like yourselves, and see ex-internationals out with the smallies, giving back the time and effort. And it, it's, it must be lovely to to see that and it's very very important that that continues
2: yeah yeah definitely I think Munster hockey even though it is growing and getting bigger it's still a very small community and like Mm. even when we'll be playing matches between teams like you'll know almost everyone on each of the other teams which it's nice but not nice in a way so like I know myself like I play against my sister she plays for Church of Ireland so like there's a lot of rivalry between teams but then you also kind of get the support from the different teams because everyone will know each other and that. So it's nice that way. And definitely, everyone gives their time hmm. when they can coaching the younger ages, and it is so great to see across all the different clubs.
1: Talk to me about facing your sister in a competitive <laughs> match, and be honest here. now, the two of you probably going to clatter each other. Is that fair?
2: Yeah, and I play back, and she's a forward. So it's
1: <laughs> has she scored against you, Nev? Yeah. Oh, I'm so sorry.
2: It wasn't marker at the time, though. So. Oh
1: well, it's not your fault then. Yeah, okay, right. fair. Enough. Were you remind? Have you been reminded of this constantly since that goal went in?
2: Oh yeah, you get you get bragging rights for Goodwill in our house whenever those matches are on. But it's the case for a lot of the girls, so I know, like mm-hmm. um, Michelle, our captain, her sister is at UCC, so we have a good few who they'd be playing sisters against sisters in a good few of the teams.
1: Yeah, yourself and Michelle Barry are giant captains. Why is that? Why is, what, what decision was taken there? Is it just that you're, you're clearly a good talker? But I mean, obviously, there's a lot of respect for both you and Michelle, or did they just not want to <laughs> to end up one of you getting one or the other not? How does that work? Because it's interesting in hockey, with the way hockey works and the timing and you know, it's very, it can be very stop start with the short corners, long corners and all that. You need captains, I would imagine in all sectors of the pitch. But yourself and Michelle seem to be doing quite a good job this year.
2: Yeah, so I suppose within our team, like we are the captains, but we have a lot of experience on the team and a lot of knowledge. Like we've won A Byrne who have played um, the Irish team and a good few of the other girls who are playing one straight team. So like we have people that know what's going on kind of all over the pitch. Uh, with the two of us being captains, it's just we like each week we who wear the captain's band, but it doesn't really change how we play on the pitch. So um I am in the back line, Michelle is in the midfield line, so it's kinda of nice that way we have People in different sectors of pitched to run different sectors, really. Hmm. Um, but as I said, it's more of a like the captain thing. Is there's issues with the rest? We deal with
1: it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so there's two people, <laughs> two people to gang up in the umpires rather than one. Okay, yeah. fair enough. I see that now. Um, yeah,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> we leave it at that one. Uh, hockey clearly is. is is very important to your family. It obviously is a huge sport coming p- from your mother and with your sister yes. and yourself playing. But you also went to college in the United States and played uh, over there as well. You went to Lockhaven University. Where is that and what were you studying there? Uh
2: it in Pennsylvania. Um, and I did um, a bachelor in uh, exercise science
1: and psychology. Very good. And how? what's the standard like in the United States at college level?
2: Uh, yeah, it good. So I went over playing Division One, um, so it was the top division over there. Um, but no, yeah, I really enjoyed it. It was great. It was kind of a sort of semi-professional um, atmosphere, which was quite nice. It was a great experience, um, and yeah, I really, I really enjoyed my four years over there.
1: Excellent. A long time to be there, but uh, obviously beneficial yeah. to you now that you're back with Harlequins. And as we said, the goal clearly for the club this year—it's uh, not a, not an easy task at all. First of all, you got to get out of your pool and qualify uh, for, you know, for the for the end of season knockouts to try and get back up to EY one. But I would imagine, Niamh, uh that really is the is the only goal for the team. Yeah, yeah,
2: that's what we're aiming for at the moment. So we were EY one last year, uh, we had quite a lot young team last year, so we didn't. We didn't quite have the experience and enough on the pitch for it. Uh, but I think definitely this year it's stood to us the development we got into our younger players last year. So while we weren't competing great on the pitch, we actually saw great improvements from the start of the season to the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the school girls, especially last year, like they did so well in not getting disheartened all year. They still came out each week. And I think that has really helped us this year that we are playing so much better and yeah, we're hoping basically that we can get we can get into those knockouts and that we can get back up to EY one because ultimately like we all want to be playing at the best and the top level that we can
1: how important is it? and I've seen it for younger players in other clubs in some of the matches that I've come across this year the physicality that a young player has not been exp- has not been exposed to at, at, adult, at adult level when they might be up against a very experienced player they might be up a physically stronger player like you mentioned all those young players for Harlequins last year whatever about the mentality of understanding now what's involved and the commitment the physicality now for hockey am I right in saying the game has become a lot faster in the last couple of years have you noticed that in terms of the quality of hockey and how much is the physical preparation uh, as important as the mental side of it?
2: Yeah, definitely it's come a lot faster. Um, I think the style of play has changed quite a lot. So we went from what would have been a lot of kind of long hitting the ball hard, that of mm. stuff. to now it's small passing games. Like there's a lot of running, there's a lot of physicality. Um, and it's like, as said, yeah, like the younger players coming up, it's a huge, huge jump from firstly underage to senior, but then also within levels of senior teams. So, like, the difference between EY1 last year and the Munster League um, will be very different. So, like, that's why we're really trying to keep up that speed and intensity. Um, and I suppose that's the beauty of the EY2 this year. You kind of get to bridge that gap. So, like, the idea was it that there isn't such a big jump between um Provincial leagues and the EY one to kind of keep everything and kind of develop hockey from all levels, which I think definitely is improving the sport.
1: It definitely is. How much, uh, Nev? Because they're about to hit or hit the airwaves and media and social media again. The Irish International Women's Hockey Team. How much uh, the optics of how well they have done in recent times helped the game here in Munster?
2: Oh, hugely! I'd say yeah. The young, the amount of young kids who. And even older who never would have watched hockey before, didn't even know the sport, and um, didn't realise they could play it very close to their houses. Um, I think definitely how well the girls have done over the last few years has massively um impacted the sport and improved it and definitely encouraged a lot of more a lot more young girls to get into the sport.
1: Certainly has. It's encouraged you, definitely, because you've had a career in it already and you're joint captain of the Harlequin team, hoping to get out of EY2 Pool B and back up to EY1. Um, I've no doubt with the results, the way they're going, it's going to be a very exciting end to the season. But for now, uh, Niamh Sexton, thanks very, very much for taking the time to speak to us here on the Big Red Bench and continued success for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. The Big Red Bench. Game on. Saturday and Sunday from six PM. Munster women's rugby chairperson Wendy Keenan joins me on the Big Red Bench to review another action pack weekend of underage club rugby, plus women's AIL playoff reviews involving Munster women's rugby clubs from all over the province. Now, delighted to be joined on the line here on the Big Red Bench by the Munster Women's Rugby Chairperson, Wendy Keenan, for our weekly slot about all things Munster Women's Rugby. And as usual, Wendy, it is by no means a quiet week. We have a lot to get through.
0: Yes sir, uh, another great weekend for women's rugby and girls rugby, so hopefully it'll quieten down now over the Christmas period.
1: We both know that's not true. But anyway, yes, Let's, uh, let's uh, for a small bit of quietness yeah, and a bit, a bit of rest for yourself and for your committee members. Before we get into it, uh, the podcast is out today on a Thursday and this morning um, the IRFU, who had previously conducted an independent review of the women's game, are producing some documentation. So at the time of recording, we don't know what is in that particular report, but why are the IRFU doing this and what, uh, what is the subject matter?
0: I suppose. Look, it's the it's the Women in Rugby report is being published today. It'll be available to download on their website, IrishRugby.ie, so everybody will be able to look at it. And it's following the independent review of the women's game in Ireland, which was conducted by Amanda Bennett. And all clubs and players were invited to contribute um, to it, so it was an open contribution. number one, and then I suppose you know key stakeholders were invited. The you know the AL clubs. I myself would have had a one to one interview with Amanda Bennett in relation to my feedback in the game and it's looking at all aspects you know what I mean Um, you know from a committee level, from a structure level, from a provincial level um, the whole way up and all through the club structures so it was a very open review so look I, you know I'm I suppose I, I, I'm nervous in relation to what might come out of it. Look, we know that we have, we now have contracts, that that's positive, you know, we're moving in a different direction, but there's a lot more to support that pathway. And, um, you know, this is part of this process.
1: Okay, look, it's a clearly a very, very important document for yourselves, for all the provinces and obviously for the IRFU and for the independent uh, input that has come into it. And look, on next week's podcast, we will dissect it, uh, the most important parts and the things um, that are of uh, of interest, I think. Uh, but yes, as you mentioned, uh, you've already mentioned where you can find that report. And uh, I think we'll be talking about it quite a lot. In yeah, the coming I, weeks. it
0: will take a couple of days to digest it. And, um, you know, it'll be up to the provinces then to implement, I'm sure, a lot of the recommendations. So I'm glad yeah. to be back on that next.
1: Week. <laughs> Excellent stuff. Uh, let's talk about the women's AIL first and uh, UL Bohemians and, Ball and Colleague involved in some pretty important games and not getting the results they were looking for.
0: No, unfortunately, Ball and Colleague, or sorry, you we'll would start with UL Bowes. UL Bowes were beaten by BlackRock, but a very close game, 13 8. Um, our Munster captain scoring that try for UL Bowes, Nicole Cronin, and look, strong performances from you know, their captain, Chloe Pierce and also Brian Hillman, one of the young girls that's coming through You know, on the Talent ID programme. So, you know, positives to take away. I know they'll be disappointed having come so close, but, you know, I suppose we were kind of expecting a Railway Union BlackRock final um, coming up now. So that that will be an exciting match um, Wicklow have grown in strength look, from week to week um, throughout the series especially since last year since that big um, score I suppose that went public that everybody was talking about so 46-12 was the final result there Ball and Colleague will be disappointed with that but an interesting fact because we're all about women in sport seven sets of sisters on that Wicklow team
1: Wow, seven yeah. OK
0: Yeah, and that's it. so I just thought that was an interesting th- uh, comment that came out um, during the coverage of that game
1: so the message is loud and clear to uh, all the women and, and couples and, and you know listening that we need more, we need more family members getting involved in the Munster teams but uh look commiserations uh, again we're at pains during the week not to pander to to the clubs in question here but you uh, bohemians and uh specifically Ballon colleague they're playing at the high, uh, very very high level and it takes time to find your feet and then to start to make an impact by no means uh embarrassed with that final score at all wendy
0: no, not at all. I mean, we, look, we move into the Interpros after Christmas, then we're back into the WAIL Cup, and it's not knockout because, you know, they're going to be without their Irish players in terms of Celtic Cup, etc. But and the Six Nations, of course, which we look forward to. So, you know, it's going to be a more level playing field, if I can say that, um, in that WAIL Cup. So that'll give the girls lots and lots of pitch time, and, um, you know, hopefully we'll see those two teams, you know, uh, compete there and the final stages of the of the cup competition.
1: Let's hope that uh, that is the case. UL Bohemians as well, we haven't actually just touched on their results um, uh, for whatever about Ballin Colleague but they will also be looking to bounce back.
0: Yeah they will um, you know what I mean They're, the last couple of weeks they've just you know really come back in strength there against that very strong Black Rockside side 8 I think you know what I mean that's, mm. that's a really good score there I know Nia Briggs will say to me Wendy I'm totally disappointed you know she likes to win uh, and, and that's why she's such a successful coach but um, I just think it's a, a great result and look great experience for those young players now going into that senior interprose
1: Excellent stuff we move away from the women's AIL and to the women's Open Cup final
0: yeah, I can't believe it. The first of our finals of the season are will take place on the eighteenth of December at two o'clock in Musgrave Park in our open cup competition. And it's actually UL Bowl's seconds versus Skibbereen. so it's going to be a very exciting one. UL Bowl's seconds team have been very successful um, you know, in their campaign. Their first time really, I suppose, feeling consistently in the second league um or in the seconds team and uh, they're doing really, really well. Of course, a lot of experience, you know, players who have stepped down from, you know, top level Level, um, that are now enjoying their rugby um, I suppose in the later stages of their of their rugby career um, but they'll be up against it against Skibbereen so I'm really looking forward to that match on the 18th
1: yeah, uh, talk about a Christmas cracker, uh, cliche alert, but Skibbereen. we've spoken about um, on, on this podcast before um, and just what a club and what a force they are becoming and look, the effort I've seen myself down in West Cork at grassroots level that's gone into the club like this is a big day for Skibbereen, and they certainly know the challenge that lies in front of them and they will go in as underdogs, I think that's fair to say, as you said, against an experienced UL well Boas team but a big, uh, an important game for Skibbereen. an important game to keep the profile of the game high here in West Cork.
0: It is. We've got to remember they took a clean sweep last year, mm. taking home anything that was available to them. Um, and they also came from behind very much so in, in their last uh, cup game that they played. Um, so, yeah, I think it's going to be a real test for them against the experienced EUL Bowls. Um, but I think it's one that they will you know, relish and really look forward to.
1: Certainly will. That's going to be an interesting and intriguing one to talk about, but we won't be doing a podcast on Christmas Day. we we'll would be delighted to know, Wendy, but we will talk about that game at some point. Good luck to both teams in the final, Skibarine and UL Bowes in the Women's Open Cup final coming up, as we said, Musgrave Park, December 18th. Now we turn our attention to the Women's Leagues.
0: Yeah, so we've had three conferences so just for some results um, from this past weekend um, we start with Skibbereen, who had a very comprehensive win over Shannon seven tries to nil Um, Shannon are hit by a good few injuries at the moment and and are struggling there so um, a big win for Skibbereen. Kerry were defeated by UL Bowles who I said are going really strong Um, and that was a seven try game uh, 38-15 and it's a very strong UL Bowles team so um, Kerry, Kerry will be disappointed but look anybody that was that match any game that's producing 7 tries is an exciting one in Conference B we have Thurless and they seem to be growing in strength after you know what I mean, a, a rocky start at the start but they defeated Waterpark 39-5 and then in Conference C Dolphin continue their winning ways 7 tries they scored against Middleton's 1 try um, so they are 35 points there and Bantry Bay again going very strong they had 9 tries against Mallow's um, 1 try 61-7 so um, all going well the league so far
1: Excellent as we said come up to Christmas no let up in the number of games and the same is true Wendy of the under 14 and under 16 age grades from which we yeah, have lots of yeah. results from last weekend A
0: weekend A weekend off for the under 18s and i explain why in a second but let's start with the under 14s just a few catch up matches there so the Carrigan Shore, Thurlistum Garvin Amalgamation were defeated by Waterpark and Waterpark would be de- delighted there to uh, come out on top over their neighbours 35-10 and Richmond defeated Ennis 21-14 and that's our under 14 in our under 16 then a couple of matches across the conferences so um, Dunmanway Bantry Amalgamation 27 um, defeated Canturk 21 points scored there and then we had Mallow and Middleton were defeated by Karen and Thirlis 27 uh, nil, and going very strongly is that Balancholic Dolphin Amalgamation at under 16 they defeated Fedla 35-5 uh, Ennis came on top of uh, Kilrush 13 0 and then Ballinac Kilaloo were always very strong uh, defeated UL Bose, their local rivals 31-19 so um, some good few results there in relation to that I did mention a weekend rest I suppose or a weekend gap for the under 18s because the development squads that we spoke about last mm. week League were in action, so there were two matches that took place there in that in that program. So we had the South playing the West, and the South came out on top seventeen. The to the West well three three tries to two, so just one um, in the difference there, and a draw between the East and the North three tries each, nineteen each. So all friendly with those um, at that stage. So look, it's great to see that we're seeing full um, games being played in our developmental squads. You know what I mean on those off weekends for the leagues.
1: It certainly is action all the way and a very important weekend as well as you said for those development squads I'd imagine Wendy. just to finish up there would have been very interested parties in terms of coaches and uh, um, officers and obviously higher up the chain watching those particular games development games and looking for uh, you know, for the next bunch of squads that are going to come about
0: yeah, I mean that's just putting you know, coming nicely together now with our, our development programme for the under eighteens. And I mean I've said it already, I'm gonna repeat it. We are into our under eighteen into pros um in the new year. So look, there will be a cut from those squads, you know, come January. So they're all fighting for their places. And by playing these matches, we can see how they're getting, you know, getting on against uh, the different sections of the province, so and where the standards lie. So um it's a great test for the girls and great experience.
1: It certainly is, and fantastic news as well to see that it's going so well uh, for, at the under 18 grade we'll, we'll hopefully get a very very strong team out of that I have no doubt that we will another week wrapped up uh, Wendy Keenan in, in Munster Women's Rugby Circles we will talk to you again next week I'm sure on the Big Red Bench thank you once again for your time
0: thanks a million Jared.
1: The Big Red
0: Bench Saturday and Sunday from 6pm
1: Nava Bond contest this Sunday's current account All-Ireland LGFA Junior Football Final against Galway Club Salt Hill Knocknacarra. I spoke to Nave Abon manager Noel McDonough about his panel's preparations, nerves and what to expect ahead of the Ballyvourney Club's big showdown in Kilmallock on Sunday afternoon. Thrilled to be joined now on the line here on the big red bench by the Nave Bond manager Noel McDonough, who is leading his side into this Sunday's current account.ie All-Ireland Junior Club final taking place in Kilmallock, the Cork and Munster Championships champions, Nebobahn, taking on Hill Knocknacarra from Galway. It promises to be a fantastic occasion, a cracking game as well between two very, very talented teams and a huge build-up to it and part of that build-up, we're going to talk to the manager now, Noel McDonough. Noel, you're very welcome back to the Big Red Bench. How are you and how are preparations going in the final few days before you head for Kilmallock?
3: Hi, Joe. Uh, listen, it's, it's, uh, preparations are going well. Um, <clears throat> it was really all the hard work we've done over the last few weeks and uh, it's kind of resting everybody make sure they're fit and good to go on from at one o'clock so it's a great position to be in and um, it was really we've been very lucky so far this year that uh, our last game against Cassidy was at home in, in Newborn and we haven't much to do this year compared to what they had to do but look we're looking really looking forward to, to Sunday it's a big day for the club big day for the players and you know it's going to be a great occasion for everybody and there's only going to be one winner that's the thing so it's just putting your Best
1: performance of the day, you know? Yeah, you mentioned there that the, the semi-final uh, against Castle Blaney Falls from County Monaghan that you won um, the, two weekends ago um on your home ground in Balavornia it was lovely driving in seeing all the flags the bunting there was a huge crowd at that game crackling atmosphere you must be pleased Noel yourself and your management team One that you won the game obviously but secondly how your players handled the occasion because I spoke to your captain Una it was a big occasion for the club bringing it into Balavornia an All-Ireland semi-final is a big thing for the club you handled it well the players handled it well how important is it that the players were able to kind of you know put the atmosphere and the crowd and all the attention they got in a couple of weeks leading up to it to one Side and get the job done because you have to do exactly the same this Sunday against Saltire Knocknacara.
3: Yeah, it was, a lot of people were saying you know that the fact that we were at home it was a big advantage. But equally, there was a lot more pressure on the players to perform at home in front of their home crowd. You know, I mean, if you're one the club they put a huge amount of effort into the, the weeks leading up to the game to have the ground in absolutely superb condition for the game, and you know, um, there was a lot of work went on the week beforehand. Even we say from the training point of view, and uh, making sure the parking and all that. But the girls, I must say, on the day were fantastic. You know, been there as you expect early on in the game. You know, but once we settled down, we got into the game, and you know, I suppose we really we were we were leading uh, going to half time, and we kept that lead up all the way to the end, and we the uh, we say close the end of the game, but again, like it was, it was a pretty pressurised performance. You know, from the point of view that everyone was always run in Melbourne that night, so on nearby and you know, I must say the girls handled the pressure well, and hopefully that will benefit them going forward on, on Sunday as well. You know, there's going to be a big crowd in Camarilla on Sunday, and you know there'll be a lot of travelling supporters from both nearby and from Salt Hill. And, you know, the atmosphere is going to, be, going to be big. And, you know, it's going to be... We're, we're getting used to this. Um, we'll <laughs> we'll, play Mello, we'll play Ula from Limerick. with a huge crowd at that as well. So the club is we're getting fantastic support. And, you know, hopefully that will continue again Sunday And, you know, hopefully we we'll get give them something to about at the end of the day.
1: Hopefully so. Noel, your your forward line. I mean, you won twelve seven in that semi final. You played Ula from County Limerick in the Munster final, as you said, and like that was another tight game. But and I, I spoke to Una Tuig about this, as she's your captain and she's your corner back. Your backs have not really got a lot of attention this year, and yet they're holding some serious forward lines. They're keeping them under ten points, like you did this past uh, in the All Ireland semi final against Blaney Foz, a side now with plenty of attacking talent, as you knew heading into it. I mean, look, we're not going to pick out individuals here. I know you don't do that, but your back six and your goalkeeper as well, um, not just in the semi final, but in recent weeks and in recent tight, tough games, have come up trumps and they'll have to do that again in this all earned final.
3: Yeah, you know, I mean, the last, so this is the, the starting team has started over the last 10 games, you know, and that's absolutely exceptional for us. We're very right lucky with injuries, you know, we've had no injuries over the last 10 games, and, you know, they're really betting in, they trust each other, you know, they're, they're depending on each other, or midfield are exceptionally good to come back. You know, we've we got a kind of system worked out and, you know, teams are finding it difficult to break us down and that's true to the at the girls with the last 6-12 months. You know, this just just didn't happen today. You know, but I mean, we played really well against Ula, You know, they found it hard to, to get shots off and goal and it was the same against Castlevania last week. You know, they came down with a good forward in on the on the series I was on our team, you know, and um, you know, we kept him seven points. It was really satisfying, you know. I mean a lot of times the, the forwards get the the praise, you know, but you know, the our backs have been exceptional all through the year, you know. And you know, hopefully, you know, that will be the same on Sunday and if we keep the scoreline down and we can score more, but it'll be we'll be coming on top on Sunday, you know, that's has been the name be of the game
1: any concerns Noel and I have to ask you this as the manager about fatigue because you've been on the road since January when you would have been training or begun training you've had a, a county league you've had um, a junior championship that was very tough to come through that you won there in Cork then you had the Munster championship and now you're into an All-Ireland final and it's December it's coming up to Christmas it has been a long road for the players and the panel this year a really long road and a lengthy one any concerns about fatigue and I understand too that Salted and had have the same issues going into the final but playing a county an all and final so late in the year. I mean, it's lovely. It's a lot of excitement. There's a lot of things happening, and that wouldn't normally be happening at this time of the year. But you're the last Cork team left standing. But any issues with with fatigue and with strength and conditioning, and just how you're heading into the final?
3: Yeah, I suppose really was managing that over the last eight weeks was the most difficult we had to do. You know, because we had some difficult games and uh, we were down in Gavin the, the water champions and, you know, with a two-week break and back into Ula, two-week break, you know, so that was been difficult to manage, you know, but we reduced our, our, our training levels down to, you know, once a week and just make sure the girls were fresh and that was probably the, the, the biggest fear we had was tiredness and injuries, you know, but thankfully with a fantastic physio with and she looked after her because fantastically, so she's been on top of any injuries we've had and, you know, the fact that uh, the girls are absolutely fantastic to look after them outside of football you know the diet is, is very good and you know if they look after them they'll be fine on Sunday you know it's, it's, um, it's, they know it's going to the last game of the season so I'm sure they will right for the, the occasion for
1: me, you know. Yes, and what an occasion it's going to be, as you said, at one o'clock on Sunday in Kilmalla County, Limerick. The current account.ie All-Ireland uh, LGFA Junior club final, the Cork and Munster Championship, Neve taking all... Sol- Saltill so Knocknacarra, uh, the Connacht champions, and a name synonymous in that part of the world. Noel, as you well know, not just with ladies football, but also with Camogie. And one of the players you'll be up against this weekend is Siobhan Divilly, who's playing in her third All Ireland final this year. She was in the Camogie All Ireland final with her club. She played for Galway in the Intermediate All Ireland Camogie final against Cork, and now she's playing uh, in a club club football final against yourself. She's just one example of a very very talented team, and I know you've seen them, um, or at least you've seen them in the semi final where they beat a really good O'Dwyer seen from Dublin by a single point now what I wanted to bring up was obviously you know this is a quality opponent obviously you know this is going to be the hardest challenge you face this year but the fact that you know, Salt Loch Nakara came through a tight, tough game in awful conditions. They, like yourselves, have had to play in all sorts of conditions this year, from the lovely heat we had way back when you won that junior title in MTU, all the way to now. Um, how difficult the challenge is this from your point of view and your management team's point of view? And how well are you going to have to play to overcome them?
3: yeah i mean starting they're they're actually they're probably one of the most best balanced teams we've come across this year you know this one is an exceptionally good player but so there are fifteen players definitely the most balanced team we have seen you know through, through the the campaign but you know all girls they're they're um, one player doesn't uh, make a team you know so we'll be we'll be focusing on on Hill as a team and a unit. and I know all girls you know the they're we, we pick out a bit uh skip at some other games and watch how they play football and you know, we try and counteract their 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 best players as best we can. And, you know, hopefully that'll be good enough on the day. You know, she's an experienced player and she's you know, she's a lot of times under her belt this year. But uh, you know, as I say, finals on a day take a, a kind of a life of their own. have a different game to any other game we played this year, you know. And players react differently under pressure. But hopefully, you know, our girls will then withstand the pressure get into the game early the next day. And once the nerves uh, subside, get into the game. And, you know, if they're the best team that's up for them in the day, that's the team that'll win,
1: you know. Uh, Whatever about the players' nerves, Noel, you've been through the ringer, to put it mildly this year. It's been such a long year for the players, but also for the management team and yourself. How are you with the nerves? Uh, You come across very cool, calm and collected, but your captain reckons from our previous interview as well that perhaps there are nerves there, but you manage to hide them quite well when the time comes.
3: Yeah, listen, I I suppose really, you know, from from the... We've had a, as you said, on the interview, we've had a very long campaign. And we can actually go back to November of, of last year when we won the minor... Championship in the county and we came on to win the 3-1 you know, championship and then we won the dual championship and then we're on to this again it's kind of getting you know we're getting used to the nerves you know a little bit but you know um. And- Obviously, the girls playing, you know, I'm so confident on their ability at this stage, you know, and that they're so good at what they do and they really listen and they're really willing to learn, you know, that helps me a lot, you know, and even on the performance in, 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 in that morning, you know, watching that game, you know, you're so confident on their ability to, to do the job they're given, you know, that actually does help them today. Look at most like the girls, you know, uh, you never throw the game and you never throw the girls. But once the ball is thrown in, you know, they go and you have to do a job. And, you know, awesome on the sideline, we have a responsibility to, to keep an eye on the game and make sure that, that uh, uh, where the difficulty rolling that we can counteract it pretty quickly, you know. so But it's, it's fine. We have a good management team in place. And you know, well, everyone has a job to do. They know exactly what their job is. And, you know, it's it's uh, as I say, it's going to be a fantastic occasion someday. And hopefully, the numbers will... will... It won't be there too badly for the girls, you know. But um, as I say, I won't be kicking any balls, and from you know, all the girls after this, and once they crossed the white line, on from there, I'm sure they'll do a fantastic job.
1: Couldn't have put it better myself. Uh, this Sunday, as we said, the current account of the All Ireland LGFA Junior Club final between Cork and Munster Champions, Champions, Neva Bon, taking on Galway, Salt Hill, Naknakar. One o'clock throwing in Kilmallock. The big red bench will be there on the sideline, hopefully, with an opportunity to speak to the victorious manager, Noel McDonough, afterwards and his players. But for now, on behalf of everybody, not just at the big red bench, Noel, but everybody at Corkshire, Shred FM and myself included, we wish you every luck on Sunday. All the best, and hopefully, we'll catch up with you afterwards with some good news to talk about. That's it for another Big Red Bench Women in Sport podcast. Remember to subscribe to the Big Red Bench on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. You can also listen online at RedExtra.ie. Don't forget to tune in to the Big Red Bench with Rory O'Hagan, Colm O'Sullivan, and Valerie Wheeler between six and seven pm on the radio every Saturday and Sunday. Follow the Big Red Bench across all our social media channels as well as visiting our official website RedFM.ie. I, I,